At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this season, new customers can bet $5 and win 200 free bets instantly. Download the app and use code VEASAN. When you sign up, code VEASAN. Got to be 21. DraftKings.com for full details. Here we go. Wednesdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm is the VP of Circa Sports in downtown Las Vegas, along with the Golden Gate and the D Casinos in the same exact location. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good hey, morning Mike. to Dorchester, New Hampshire, our loyal family watching on Nesson. Back home again in Vincennes, Indiana. Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. Swift Current, Saskatchewan, watching on Roger Sportsnet, O Canada. Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area on AT&T. And Arcadia, California, home of Santa Anita. Sunrise over Spectrum. There you go. Uh, Swift Current. Swift Current. I yeah. like that. That's yeah. a good. That's a good name. Seventeen thousand people. Okay. Okay. So Paulie's freaking out. Yeah. What's new, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I said earlier, I was th- it was like a comment, right, that I made yesterday. Uh, does Survivor make it to Christmas? He said, I'm not so sure about Thanksgiving. How about this week? Where are you going this week? Absolutely. Is he you overreacting got, he, or no? No, he's not overreacting. Yep. Two thirds of the field gone, and you got to hold your nose this week with every pick. And next week's, uh, you know. No, ne- no piece of cake either. Mike, next week, 12 games have a point spread of three and a half or we, shorter. We could be down to 1,000 by the end of week four. When you come in two weeks from today, we're under 800. Well, I said 1,000. Now you're saying 800. Oh, eight. I said eight earlier. Yeah, you go. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. We're in that range. And someone is going to get 
someone people are going to start stepping out and taking chances here. But That's the other thing. No one has all six entries left, just so you uh -huh. know, okay. right? Nobody that bought six has them left. So people are getting whittled down now to one, two, or three entries as well. Yes. Wow. So these double options for you know Thanksgiving Hello. or even if you get to Christmas, they're gone. I shot my stroke. <laughs> yeah. Right. The other thing is you can you look at one of the big plays could be Chargers because you have three teams laying a touchdown, but there are plenty of options for the Chargers later. You could use them against Tennessee. You could use them against Seattle at home. They go to Houston next week, right? Yeah. But also the like Mitch said next week, you got all these games that are three, three and a half. We. No one what? sticks out. Who's the safe pick this week? I don't know. I mean, I look at the Chargers. Um, do you take Minnesota to bounce back off that horrific performance? It's not a primetime game, so Cousins <laughs> might actually look like a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of a performance yeah. was that? Oh, That's awful. Yeah. Uh, you could look at Cleveland again. You could look at the Cincinnati. Cincinnati's desperate now. Yep. I think this is – I might use Cincinnati this week if I were in it, if I were still in it. They're 0-2. They're desperate for a win. And the, the Flacco again. I mean, I know he stung him last year, but remember there was that t terrible helmet-to-helmet -helmet offensive call that robbed them of that game. Right. Mike White. How many? Right. How many people have them left though? Well, that's true. Because they 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 stung you in week one, yeah. and then probably some people had them against the Cowboys. So they were the second well, largest no, I, one to go out, one ninety-two. But you yeah. have them if you're still in. I, I'm going to assume a lot of people did not use the Bengals in week one. Well, I mean, so yeah, no, no. A, a lot of people. Everybody left still has the Bengals clearly because they're zero and two. Yeah. So yeah. everybody left in the no, contest. Well, multiple, Cincinnati. Well, multiple, yeah, but if you have multiple entries. I had the Bengals. I'm still alive. I, I got burned last week. How many entries stupid. did you have? Did uh, you go in with? Six. Six, and what are you down to? Two or three? Three. Three. Right. Uh, a lot I, of people I know but, started with six have three. You're right. like the fourth person. And, and guess what I went out with? Road team on all of them. So that's why I was like, but it's ah, so I'm, hard I'm to, you're so talking hard, Bengals. But. So hard the first week not to use it. Everybody was a road favorite. Sure. Yeah. That's what took out half the field of yeah. week one. I got in four. I'm down to zero. I'm out of no. the contest. Uh. I'm all two. I'm all six to oh. zero. Wait, wait. He he won. No. All, who did he have last week? Because he had Cleveland. In all, on all six? No, Cleveland. He had two left. I, I had two on Cleveland. Two of them. To lose like that. Yeah. I had, I'm not Horrendous. joking. I had. It was one of my worst. I mean. We'll get to it in no hyperbole. Okay. It's just inexcusable. Yes. No, there's no worse way to lose than I, that. Mike, I had, to, <laughs> no. I had to pop three ibuprofen on Sunday. I had a raging headache after I, that game. There was only seven games, which was nice in the 10 a.m. window, Pacific time. Yeah, I agree. I stopped watching the game when they made the first down. When they made the first down at the right. 12, I totally took my attention away from the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Michael, they were out of timeouts. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, running out of bounds I'm getting texts from numerous people. Congrats on the Cleveland pick. Oh, no. Get, guess no, who? You got Steve Sears. Steve Sears sent you a text. And guess who? Looking good. My partner. Oh, One of no. my partners in Survivor oh, that God. we had Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. He sends me a I love you, Ben. He sends me a he sends me a gif of a rocking chair as a joke. No. But yes, I no. swear to God. You know, Bill Eighty got him Bill Eighty got him good years ago too. Wasn't it like a Seattle Houston game? Yeah. The led by baseball. three in the eighth. Base baseball. Look, good call. Great call. Great, great, call. great call on the Astros. It was Verlander run line <laughs> in Seattle. They were up five to one in the eighth and, and they and they won by one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny when you yeah. get those messages. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Would, would you go? Get in the sports betting industry. <laughs> would you go with Kansas City? Colts desperate, too. Huh? I, that, that's a risky business as well. I think you got to go Vikings. Off the loss. Yeah. Look pathetic. Are the Lions, the are line. the Lions any good? Yes, they are. Yeah. Huh? That, well, they can score. Yeah. They can they score. Can. Yeah. 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 They had two offensive linemen out and still went up and down the field. How about that? And all these reports. Here's the tricky <laughs> thing, right? About player props, injuries, fantasy, the whole thing. All week long. It's like DeAndre Swift, I don't know, is he even going to play? He comes out, he he rattles off that 50-yard yeah, yeah. run. He looks like a track star. Like, what, what are these injuries talking about? Come on.
I had the over in that game. That was my play of the week of the NFL. Uh-huh. Did, did the Redskins, Commanders have a first down in the first half? I don't think they had a first down in the first half. I said, Detroit's going to have to score every point in this game. They came out and showed a little life in the second half. But Yeah, yeah. How about a millions update? Well, but 69 people failed to get their picks in so far. It's crazy. Had that. There we got 15 bo- people, 10 and 0. 15. Okay. Now that's halfway through the first, right? Because we go 4 5, 4 5. 85 people at 9 and 1. The game behind and 320 people at 8 and 2. On the other side, five people 0 oh and 10 going for the booby. And then another 87 are 1 and 9. Mm. Do you know, because you, you, you had some people who you know got into the contest, and they specifically said, we're going to go for the booby mm-hmm. right out of the gates. Yeah. Do you know how they're doing, or have you not gotten yeah, well, one guy, One guy, no, did, he went one and four, but then he went three and two. So he, oh, you can't have one of those? Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, can't it's that. unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> can, you can't be that good. You yeah. can't. Well, you, I, I always say you got to kind of just luck into it after a few weeks and then, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> how about the people, again, with Survivor, though, forgot to put the picks in? That's like oh, the millions like you talked about. You, you survived the carnage of week one, and seven days later, six days later, you can't get the pick in. That's a thing. You, That's you, more astonishing to me because the window with the five months of signups is always should be the highest because things get it. People get in the way. They get, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. People die, yeah. right? People get, and they forget things like that. But then the, you survived week one. Yep. Half the field was gone. Oh, forgot about week yep. two. You're live if, you're, <laughs> if you don't do that I, no, in week three. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I know. Neither can I. No, it, I don't even want to talk no. to you. Our no. buddy, our buddy sets three alarms. I mean, what has oh, to yeah. happen where you just you, you, isn't, it worth, isn't it isn't it worth it for a local to get a proxy? Yeah, just so you yeah, have the guy right. texting yeah. you on Saturday morning. Absolutely, it happened to a guy who works at a casino on the strip last year. Remember, yeah. and he was in it late in the in the season. Yeah, he just forgot well, about he it. Fell asleep. Eleven week Took eleven. Week week eleven, I believe. Was it last year? Week eleven. <laughs> yeah. Week eleven in week, Survivor. Week eleven. Oops. <laughs> What can you do for him? 305, he's calling Jeff Benson. Three o'clock last year's four o'clock yeah. this year. Yeah. Hey, the deadline. Yeah. You're, you're brilliant on this. You oh, and yeah. Derek have always stressed how it's a travesty in America. Mm. You're the master of active content. You know what to do and what people want when they go to a bar, when they go to a casino, at a sports book. You know you got to have the TV, TVs ready to go. You can't have on Fox News or the Weather Channel or CNN, any of, the, any of that crap. Got to have the games ready to go. This is a tweet from VEASAN contributor Will Hill, who's on every show here on the network. Yeah, I had a problem Monday. Went to dinner on Monday night. Yeah. The restaurant had two TVs. One was showing Bill's Titans. The other, think about this. The other had a replay mm-hmm. of Jets Browns. And Will asked for the Vikings game. The bartender said, "Quote: People are watching what's on." End of quote. It would not change the Jets replay. Oh! And he's asking, "What's the etiquette here?" Bad job by Will Hill. Bad scouting. Why do you go to a restaurant or a bar wherever he was going out on Monday night with only two TVs? That's the first thing. And then maybe. The other thing is there were people watching the Jets replay. Yeah, that was the follow-up tweet. There were people watching yeah. the replay. Yeah, he also the people were focused on that game. Are they unaware of what's going on? You just have to say, what are you doing? It's too we, bad. You can't, yeah, you got to say the game's, are, the game's 48 hours, 24 hours I would have suggested flipping the Bills game off. That's what <laughs> yeah. I would have suggested. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? It's over <laughs> Flip the Bills game and put oh. the Vikings and Eagles on. No, but the, <laughs> it, it, yeah, good, good call. But well, it's on the bartender, too, though. People are watching what's on. It's a replay. We got two games going on at the same time here. So that, that bartender clearly had no idea the game was taped. Or it was uh, from the day before. I don't know. I think he, people I, wanted to watch the replay. And, you, and Will Hill, with his love of Otani for MVP, is probably not getting any favors in New York. Well, so <laughs> let's be honest so here. Because All he's right, in, let's be honest here. Because he's in New York, <laughs> and so they want the Jets yeah. game on. It's like he, he should have done a scouting report, and then he yeah. should have left quickly when the guy said they're watching. When the guy says they're watching what's on, you know he ain't getting changed. Yeah. Move on. 
Is there nothing you can't walk to another bar, restaurant? That, that you know what? Be the okay. failure is Will Hill. Yeah, be, not, not okay, the not the restaurant. Manager. Okay, no. So you have you have the content managers back on this one. I'm surprised I, by I, that. I do. It's a do. good angle. Um, <laughs> you have to be okay with that, right? And he has a wife and kids, so I get it. If they're going to be set on where they're going to go, but if you walk into a place specifically for Monday Night Football, they're not going to have it. Bam! There's the door. See you later. I'm not going to. I'm not going to eat here. Not close. You're no. out the door. You right. should have a backup plan. But again, no scouting report. Yeah. Well, I'm well not done. going to a place. If I've got a big bet on a game, I'm not going to a place that, that I have a doubt whether I can get the game hey, on. Hey, what did we get last week before the, the first uh, Amazon Prime game? So two weeks ago, Bills Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, we met a couple of guys from Austin who came up here where they were signing up for contests. They did the scouting report for Bills Rams game in Austin. They called three restaurants. Amazon Prime? No, we don't have that. They're like, okay, uh, we're not going to come to the spot to watch Bills Rams then. We've got to go somewhere else. That's the homework job. It is the homework job. It's a shame right? that we have to do that. But. I wonder if as the season goes on on Thursdays, the sports books are going to be the big benefactors from this. As people, less and less people, you know, there was they let it be on Direct TV last week right. and all that. As the season winds on, and more, more and more people can't watch Thursday nights, watch these sports books fill up even more on Thursdays. Could be. Yeah, yeah. Well, are you guys good to go? Yeah. Everywhere, We're all good. Everything's yeah. good. Okay. All right. It is Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Wednesdays with the Maestro, Mike Palm, VP, Circus Sports, the Golden Gate and D in downtown Las Vegas. Up next, uh, this is always TV and radio gold, especially during the football season. The biggest gaffes of the previous week. He kind of tipped his hand uh, at the one that I brought up a little bit earlier. But we'll get into no hyperbole coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. 
I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your wife cheated on you because you lost sight of who you are as a man, as a husband. No agenda. There is no fear in this dojo. This is no hyperbole. This is the best part of the week. Here's the maestro, Mike Baum. I am the smartest man. All right, here we go. Number five. Some seeds fell on rocky ground. Friday night, City Field. The Mets are hosting the Pirates. It's the bottom of the third inning. Third base. Mets third baseman Eduardo Escobar's on first base. Catcher. Thomas Nido hits a shallow fly ball to right field for a single. Escobar, who was running on the pitch, rounds third and heads home. Ben Gamble's throw up the third baseline. Escobar scores. When watching the replay, it's spotted that Pirates third baseman, Kebrian Hayes, is standing 8 to 10 feet from third base and has no glove on his hand. What? No glove on his hand? That's right. He removed the mitt from his left hand so he could pull sunflower seeds out of his back left pocket. Here's a Major League Baseball player taking his glove off while there's live action, while there's a runner rounding his base. He wasn't even close to the base if there was a play at third base. But what do we expect from the Pirates, who earlier this year had infielder Rodolfo Castro suspended one game <laughs> by hanging Judge Rob Manfred for illegal use of technology when his cell phone fell out of his back pocket sliding into third base in Arizona. Pirates manager Derek Shelton had the same response to Hayes' incident as he did to the Castro incident. We talked to the young man, and this will be a learning experience. A learning experience. They're in Major League Baseball. What are we teaching kids in Little League? What are we teaching them in AAU ball? High school, college, or even the minor leagues that they don't know to take their glove off while the play is going on. That they don't know not to bring a cell phone on the field. Is this small markets versus big markets in baseball or teams with brains against teams with no brains? Number four, the Trojan safety. On Saturday, the ESPN game day crew, including William Hill College Football Contest leader, Chris DeBear Felica, were in Boone, North Carolina for the tilt between Troy and Appalachian State. Fresh off of Appalachian State's upset win, Kyle Field at Texas A&M the previous Saturday. Troy stopped App State on a fourth and goal from the two-yard line with a minute and 13 seconds left in the game, up 28-24. Troy proceeded to run the ball three times and gained nine yards, burning Appalachian State's remaining two timeouts and draining the clock down to 25 seconds. Now, it's fourth and one from your old and 11. What does Troy do? Well, quarterback Gunnar Watson rolled to his right and rolled into the end zone and took a safety. 20 seconds left on the clock. This cuts the lead to 28 to 26. Now the free kick, which they squibbed 
from the 20-yard line. App State picks it up and pushes forward and has the ball on their own 47 with 15 seconds left. Three incomplete passes later, App State is looking at 53 yards on the final play of the game. Of course, the Hail Mary pass falls five yards short of the end zone, but in the tip drill, App State picks up the ball and runs it into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown. The decision by Troy head coach John Summerall to go for the safety was defended by the coach in his post-game press conference. He said, quote, I've studied these end-of-game situations and we did the right thing taking the safety. Between the safety and the free kick, we ran 10 seconds off the clock. My mistake was not coaching our kicker to kick the ball better. We didn't want to squib it. We wanted a deep line drive so that their returner couldn't fair catch it. Well, study some more, coach. You might have run more than 10 seconds off the clock with a punt as the clock starts as soon as the ball is snapped. I've seen punts that bounce take 13 or 14 seconds off the clock. Plus, you don't give App State the opportunity to win the game with a field goal. Or maybe study some Hail Mary defense. How about spreading your DBs across the goal line and not all in the center of the field at the five-yard line? Number three, is one challenge enough? Last night's game between the White Sox and the Indians, crucial in the American League Central race, the Guardians, excuse me, led the White Sox by four games heading into a crucial three-game series, but the White Sox had their three best pitchers lined up in Cease, Giolito, and Lynn. Let's fast forward to the top of the seventh inning. The game is tied 3-3 with two outs and runners on first and second. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Josh Naylor, Guardians third baseman, grounds a ball into the deep into the hole on the left side. Elvis Andrews ranges into outfield. Ahmed Rosario races around from second base to try to score on the play. Andrews' throw reaches home at the same time as Rosario, but the tag is applied late and the hand is in. Except home plate umpire Shane Levingsparger calls Rosario out. Here's the problem. Terry Francona out of challenges as he challenged Andrews' steal of second base in the bottom of the sixth inning. The crew chief can initiate his own review, but only in the eighth inning or after, and this was the top of the seventh. So we're left with a horrific call to stand, changing it from a 4-3 game and runners on first and third to a 3-3 game headed to the bottom of the seventh. My question here is, is one challenge enough? Teams are allowed one challenge, and if correct, granted another challenge. But is that enough in today's game? The average replay review in Major League Baseball this year is less than 45 seconds. Does it harm pace of game that much to add two minutes to the game to give an extra review to each team? I think getting the call right is more important. And let's not forget about Shane Livingsparger. You might remember him from about 10 days ago when he rang up Padres Drury on a pitch eight inches, not only low, but off outside the off the outside corner in a game at Petco and then threw Drury out five seconds later. He may be a constant guess of no hyperbole. Number two. You can't go home again. Mario Cristobal returned to the University of Miami after stints at FIU, Alabama, and Oregon. His first real test was this weekend at Kyle Field on Saturday night against Texas A&M, where the Aggies and their fans were not only coming off an upset loss to App State, but could also identify Miami on a map. The Canes outgained the Aggies 392 to 264 yards, 27 first downs to only 16. 34 minutes time of possession to 26 minutes and lost the game 17-9 after converting three of five field goal attempts. Many will cite Cristobal's conservative third down play calling and settling for field goals, but I want to focus on one series in the fourth quarter. 
The Canes faced third and 24 from their own 39 with just over four minutes to go. Miami quarterback Tyler Van Dyke rushed for five yards, bringing up fourth and 19 from the 44. 4.03 on the clock. Obviously, Cristobal is going to punt here, but the Canes took their sweet time getting the punting team on the field and then didn't snap the ball till six seconds left on the play clock. The next Aggie snap came with only three minutes left on the clock. The Canes wasted 25 seconds getting the punt off. And forcing an, after forcing an Aggie punt, Miami would get the ball back with 109 remaining. They were stopped on downs at the AM 40 with 30 seconds left to go. And number one, a brain chub. First, my condolences to anyone like Mitch or my friend Amal Shaw that was eliminated from a survivor pool with the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Cleveland led 24-17 and had first and 10 with the Jets 12, 205 remaining and the Jets were out of timeouts. The next play was a chub rush off tackle to the left. He easily broke around the defense and could have gone down at the one or two yard line to end the game. We would have been under the two minute mark and the Jets had no timeouts left. Three knees and it's over. 24-17, they win the game and they cover the point spread. But no, Chubbs decides to go into the end zone. And then what happens? Well, the Browns decide not to play any defense. They let Flacco throw a 60-yard touchdown pass where the receiver got 25 yards behind the DB in the safety. Then the Jets recover an onside kick and on third and 10, convert a touchdown from the 15-yard line. Oh, I forgot to mention, the Browns missed the extra point after yeah. Cade York hit a 58-yarder to win the game. Jets 31, Browns 30. Let's hear from both head coach Stefanski and Chubb on why Chubb didn't go down. So retrospect, Mary Kay, you know, you want to do anything that can secure the win. So... Uh, that is something that's my responsibility to communicate to that huddle. Uh, you know, put putting yourself up potentially 14 points inside of two minutes. You know, you should you should close out that game. So, uh, yes, uh, I, I wish I had said that to Nick and 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 Nick would have done it. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that we had plenty of opportunities uh, to to win that game. Probably send the score right there. Honestly, looking back at it, um, it cost us a game. Uh, a lot of things went wrong, not not just one thing, but collectively as a unit, as a team, we could have all did things different. But, I mean, it's only a problem because we didn't win, you know, so I probably should have went down. Stefanski's right, it's his responsibility, and Chubb's wrong on two counts. It's only a problem because we didn't win. No, it's a problem every time, whether you won the game or not, and probably should have went down. He still doesn't get it. How is a running back in the National Football League not understand time, score, and situations? More people need to understand time, score, and situation in life, and this gentleman needs to understand it in the NFL. And he's done it before. We did, know he did, yes. it, did it against. Yes. Great job. There you go with no hyperbole. Yes. Mike Palm, great to have you in the studio again today. Thank, Thank you, you so sir. Much. Thanks for the time. Bobby Carpenter on the show coming up next, former national champ with Ohio State. How much better are the Buckeyes than last year, and how much better is Michigan than last year? is Follow the Money on VSEN. An incredible promotion courtesy of First Bet. They want, they want to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vsen.com slash horses to register. Win the trip to Santa Anita, the ultimate prize package, vsen.com slash horses. Our next guest has uh, quite the resume, won a national championship in the early 2000s with Ohio State, 
the 18th overall pick in 2006 by the Dallas Cowboys. He also now hosts Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Bobby Carpenter joins the program. Good morning, Bobby. How are you today? Oh, gentlemen, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Look at this now. You're already uh, getting a workout in at the uh, Buckeyes practice facility after your show is done here. Uh, I wanted to begin with this. Uh, You played um, in a huge home-and-home series, well, the first year of it anyway, when you were at Ohio State, and the Buckeyes and the Longhorns of Texas agreed to that home-and-home, and and that 2005 game was against Vince Young. Uh, To me, that's college football. Uh, Enough of this crap with the neutral site games. As a guy who played at such a high level at college, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, neutral site games, I mean, they're they're fine. They're, you know, one-off here and there. I don't mind them. But some of these big, you know, non-conference games, I, I honestly think the best thing you can do, you put them in that college environment because you bring in the fans. And that's what's so much different about college versus the NFL. Is the NFL, it's a little more stale. It's a little more corporate. But in college, you're pulling in students. You're pulling in all the alumni. You put that thing on at night. People have all day to tailgate. And you get really the best part of college football in those great environments. That was really, I think, only the second night game I had played at Ohio State at home. We played on a couple on the road. And I, I couldn't have imagined playing it you know, somewhere else, whether it was in Dallas, Texas, or Indianapolis, or you know, pick your NFL stadium where they usually put those. I think, like you said, they're best served to be at home because that's going to give the best experience the people in the stadium, and then also the people watching on television. Yeah, totally agree with you. And the other thing I love about the expanded playoff is home games in the quarterfinals. Imagine if a, a miss, an old miss or an Oklahoma State gets to host a playoff game on campus. I mean, that's the biggest thing to happen is Stillwater. Well, you look at the economic impact of those colleges and universities and what that does to the town, everything around it, you know, and the businesses, the community. And it's great for the fans. Like, it, it, this is one other thing, gentlemen. It's tough, like, to ask people to travel. You know, it, it was one thing to go bowl game. And now you have conference championship games. And now you have the semifinal. And if you had another round, like, you start talking about people when you have a family of four trying to travel these to the destinations at the last minute. And you're talking about flights being ridiculous, hotels get crazy. I mean, they're, they're $10,000 outlays. And so to be able to have that first round in a home stadium, where college is played, and yeah, you know what, it might be cold, there might be some elements, but hey, that's football, you see in the NFL, but to be able to do that, I think that's going to make it pretty special, and it'll be a nice little thank you and an homage to the fans as well. Super high expectations for the Buckeyes this year, uh, that's the case every single year. Uh, certainly, I think if they don't make the playoff this year, a lot of people will think it's a disappointment. Where does the resistance come from on this Big Ten schedule if they don't get it from Michigan? Yeah, well, Michigan's the fourth-ranked team in the country, so I think they're going to get resistance from Michigan. I think that that's something that's obviously going to happen uh, the final game of the season. I would anticipate that Michigan team rolling in with maybe one or zero losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the rest of the schedule, Michigan State was ranked pretty high. They got beat up by Washington uh, out in Washington. Now, I will say this. The Big Ten has not fared well historically playing the Pac-12 on the road uh, in non-conference games. They've struggled mightily. I think Ohio State was the last team to win um, on the road out there. And that was against Washington back in 2007 or 2008. So I, I don't want to completely just say Michigan State's struggling, but you know, they had beaten some teams that weren't good. They climbed in the polls due to other people losing. I don't know if they're really the 11th or 12th best team in the country. They're probably ranked. So I think that'll be a good game. It'll be on the road. It's going to be up, uh, obviously, in East Lansing. And then Penn State, if you saw them go down. And, you know, this Auburn football team isn't fantastic this season. We still go to Jordan Harry to find a way 
to get a win and you do it in a pretty dominating fashion. So I think Penn State is going to be a good game. That's Halloween weekend. So that should be another good one. And then you have Wisconsin this weekend who lost to Washington State. And I don't think they're the Wisconsin team that we've seen, you know, the past five to six years. But defensively, Jim Leonard's going to bring some heat. They're going to be good on that side of the ball. They're going to try to run it and make this, you know, bully ball tough situation and, and really make it a physical game. So there's probably the, the highlight of the remainder of the schedule with Iowa being down. Uh, but the good news for Ohio State, I mean, outside of Michigan State and Penn State, much of their other difficult games will be at home. Yeah, I was going to get into the Wisconsin game as well, the game that we have this week in Ohio State favored by a ton of points. I think 17 and a half at last, last check, maybe even 18. Uh, Wisconsin's lost eight straight to the Buckeyes in this series, but believe it or not, five of those losses have been by one score. Uh, is this a close game, or do the Buckeye? I mean, I can't imagine the Wisconsin offense keeping up with the Buckeyes offense. It's going to have to be the ground game and the defense for Wisconsin to keep this close. Yeah, for I think to be a close game, it's going to have to be reside in the twenties, the teens. Uh, I mean, heck, you guys have up there, the spread. You know, it's ballooning tonight. I liked it a lot when it was under seventeen points, like two touchdowns and a field goal. You know, a, a thirty-one fourteen game. You feel is good. You feel good about maybe a 31 10, but you start getting that thing up to 19. Uh, it gets a little rough. Like you mentioned, a lot of these have been one score games and it's because Wisconsin, they're able to dictate tempo. They're able to create pressure. The only way that this gets a little sideways for the Badgers is if Ohio State's able to force some turnovers, they're able to score quickly. And in doing that, you take that Wisconsin out of what they really want to do, which is take the air out of the football, ultimately line up, try to pound that thing and keep it close. As soon as you can get a two, score lead on him it really frustrates him because with Graham Merce in that passing game it really hasn't come to bear I think, as people would have hoped. Are you seeing the differences and, and the changes already with uh, Knowles coming over as DC? I think you can watch the games and you, and you can clearly see that uh, you know they gave up a couple touchdowns last week which was less than ideal on some big plays and you never want to see that ultimately happen but um, it's done a much better job the red zone defense was good they're attacking they provide a lot of pressure uh, secondary's got to get cleaned up just a little bit, but the linebacker play has dramatically improved. And that was probably the thing that impacted Buckeye fans the most is that you can handle struggles on either side of the ball, but don't ever let it be you know, a physical issue. And Ohio State's used to having a tough physical front. And when you see you know, Michigan and Utah and Oregon line up and they're rushing for well over 100 yards in cases you know, in excess of 200 yards, that's not something that Ohio State fans and Ohio State uh, you know, fraternity is really accustomed to it. So that's where I think that disconnect was. Jim Knowles got that cleaned up. They've had you know, almost double-digit TFLs in each of the first three games. They had some penalty issues, got that cleaned up against Toledo. And so if they can get this secondary taken care of, I think this will be a top-10 defense in the country. Okay, wow. You have a good resume. Uh, did you, When your time in Miami, did you think Dan Campbell would be a head coach? You know, I knew Dan... Uh, really for my time in Dallas, he would always come back and live there in the off season. And after he had left and was playing in Detroit, so got a chance to play against him, but got a chance to know him in the off season. Uh, you know, Dan is, he's a unique guy. I'm pretty close to Mike Vrabel, you know, from his time when he was living in Columbus before he uh, ultimately started moving around the NFL. Uh, and they're very similar personalities. They come off as the tough kind of rugged meathead football player. Mm -hmm. But in reality, both of the guys are very similar. They're very smart coaches. They understand how to coach an entire game and how the offense, the defense, and special teams all bl uh, blend together. I'd say that a lot of a product of hearing Dan talk, he has a lot of Bill Parcells in his voice, a lot of uh, 
a lot of Sean Payton that's coming through there, which was also with Parcells. You mm-hmm. can hear those guys. And it's not all that different with uh, Mike Vrabel. I mean, he's himself, but a lot of the ways and things that he does are very uniquely Belichick, which also comes off that Bill Parcells tree. So being able to kind of hear those guys in the meetings, listen to them at the press conference and watching Hard Knocks, I, there's a lot of terminology and style that obviously came uh, from you know, some of those guys higher up the tree. Yeah. Pretty bad weekend this last weekend for uh, NFL teams in the state, state of Ohio. Well, what the hell was that with the Browns? So I was talking about coaching a whole game. That was uh, not coaching a whole game. That was not coaching situational football. Yep. Uh, the best, and here's the thing. I mean, the object is to win the game, especially in the NFL. I mean, there is no, there is no selection committee. There's no beauty contest. Your record is what it is. And so it stands on its own. So Cleveland, you know, they probably shouldn't have scored at the end of the game. You should have found a way to stay in bounds. You missed the extra point. You wouldn't have foresaw that happening. You give up a one play touchdown. You don't foresee that happening. You know, you don't foresee giving up an onside kick. But the reality is if you don't score that touchdown and you just run the clock out, maybe kick the field goal there at the end and you just stay in bounds and you give them the ball back with a 10 point lead and 30 seconds to go, it's nearly impossible to win. So I said, it's not about going out there and winning by 13 or 14. If you win by 10, if you win by seven, that's all that matters. And so that was rough. And then Cincinnati's got to get their line cleaned up. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow's got to get rid of the football. He's struggling a little bit with that. But for a team in Cincinnati that revamped their entire offensive line this season, then I'm thinking if they're going to be better than they were last year, heck, they'll be a dynamo. And you're rewatching some of that game and watching what Micah Parsons was doing out there. I mean, that was, that was brutal. And they're going to get Joe Burrow hurt. So he's got to get rid of him. They have to protect him better. And some of that goes on Zach Taylor's play calling as well to make sure he gives viable options to get the ball out sooner. Great spot today, Bobby. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at BCARP3. Catch him at 97.1, uh, the fan morning juice radio show there in Columbus. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank in you. Pocket Plays, what we're betting today coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. All right, yesterday, a uh, losing day with the juice. Rays, no good. Astros got him. Played everybody basically except for Alvarez. And uh, that's a loser. So lost some uh, juice on that game. And the Mets, that happened to be a winner, got some of it back. But overall, a small losing day in Major League Baseball. Thanks to the Rays not showing up in that game. One and one, and I have yep. nothing as of right now today. Yep, they got me too. I just, uh, <laughs> you can't get a day off after you win the division. You know what's funny? When they clinched the wild card spot, they lost at home to the A's the next day. <laughs> That's, Is that right? Yeah. Uh, How many but, games back are they of the Dodgers in the win column? It's 103 for the five? Dodgers, 98 for the Astros. Yeah, five back. Did they want the most wins? Yeah, that was uh, that, that was bizarre. And McClanahan had nothing. And then the White Sox blow a two-run lead in the seventh. So uh, it's all but over in that division, too. That'll do it. Incredible. Okay, Raven. Now, I, I'm up against it here. As uh, Applebaum said, 90, and it was a pro tip, 91% of the money on the Ravens. But they've never they've never won in New England during the regular season. But I laid the three. That's still not nothing. New England's done nothing on offense so far. And I like the over, the Thursday night game. It's down to 38, which I know every prime time game has stayed under. But Cleveland defensively hasn't figured anything out. I mean, look how Mayfield and Carolina struggled against the Giants. Look what Flacco did. Look what... The Mayfield did in the second half against the Browns. So they've allowed 24 to Carolina, much of that in the second half, lucky to win the game, and also gave up 31 to Flacco. So if not now, when for Pittsburgh? And if they don't move the ball tomorrow, there's going to be changes. And let's get nuts at William Hill. Pizza money. Judge to break the record tonight. 14 to 1 with that prop. It's got to hit two. Two. That's it? That's it. In Pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern, betrivers.com. He's even money to win the Triple Crown. He now leads in batting average. He's plus 125 to break it against Boston, plus 180 in Toronto, 5 to 1 at home against Baltimore, 10 to 1 in Texas. Will he, will he fail to hit 62? Is 12 to 1. And then it's, it's just this, this is the only game for Pittsburgh remaining. So it's why it's 14 to 1. Then they start the four-game set against Boston tomorrow. But the pressure's on because the next five are at home, and then they hit the road. So he's got to do it at home here. 
should these teams group up over the final two weeks and say we're going to intentionally walk him every single at bat? <laughs> Can you imagine the the Yankees fans? Uh, they would run on the field and go after the pitchers and the managers if that happened. So you want fourteen to one tonight for him to hit two? That's no, what. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if he hits one, then you got to watch. Yeah, watch the Red Sox game tomorrow while the football's going on. Uh, but that would be something if he does it against the Red Sox. That kind of makes the most history. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then this is also, this is rare. I mean, again, there's, how many times has it happened? Triple crown? Nine, ten? If that? Well, I mean, but how many? But the last, I mean, Cabrera, it's the last since, first time since Cabrera did it that you have, you're leading all three categories this late, and then for a Yankee player to do it, you have to go back to Mantle. I mean, that was, I mean, when, when Cabrera did it, that year, remember, he barely won the MVP. I know. They thought it should have been Trout. Oh, a lot of Trout people did. Trout hype, yeah. So that was the first time since, what, Yaz in the American League? I think you're right. So, I mean, it it doesn't happen yeah. very... I mean, in our lifetime, uh, it's rarefied air. Is it Ducky Medwick National League? If you, if you have it, Dustin? I think you got to go back to that, that guy to win it in the National League. You mean the year? Was it in the 30s? I think, I think so. The last time it happened in the National League... And there was this, by the way, you can, William Hill's done a great job all year long of reposting yeah. this stuff. Yeah. They were offering 16 to 1 was the number, I believe it was a number, 16 right. to 1. Yeah, you mentioned. On Saturday morning <laughs> to win the Triple Crown. Now he leads. Like that. Like he, that. He, 1937. Yeah. You had the play, right player. Yeah. It was in the right decade. Yeah, Med, okay. That, that's. So I just, I mean. Wow. And, until Cabrera did it, it never happened once in our lifetime. So. Then you look at every key category first, 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 first. Uh, well, he's a point up on Bogarts right now. I think he gets it because it all. When he yeah. went four for five that day, he was I think twelve points behind the kid from the Twins in the batting average, right? Yes, like three eighteen to three oh six. Then he went four for five and he killed it that day, and he basically caught him. Yeah. So he's right there well, now. He has a lead. You also have the rivalry angle too. Red Sox don't want to give this up. I don't think that they. So that's the other thing about pitching. You know, you get Stanton back too, but pitching around him, and then just the insanity of last night. We still got a pennant race going on. If they would have lost last night, it's a four and a half game lead, and they have to go to Toronto next week. And Toronto's got their pitching set, uh, but they're down eight four in the ninth, and Pittsburgh doesn't even get an out. Yep. And, and Stanton hits the uh, grand slam walk off. Now tonight, and just look at the melee here. Look at look at this on, on the sixtieth home run. Look at this. Anything goes under that pile. So imagine, and and Steiner Sports said. They think the 62nd home run ball will go for $2.5 million. Who's to say? I mean, we were talking to Palm during the break. He goes, why not $8, 10000000 It's worth what someone's going to give you. Right. So you get a, a, a diehard New Yorker, Wall Street guy, whatever. Look, you said this at the top of the show. Look at the run we're on with memorabilia. $12 million, $10 million for a Mickey Mantle uh, card. The Jordan jersey he wore last dance season. Look what that's going for. This stuff's going for five, six, ten million dollars. Uh, so who's to say it's over? And you know, we we disagree. We can fight about this, but some people will say the hell with Bond, Sosa, McGuire, uh, the Yankee angle. But I consider this the record too. So you never know with these baseball lunatics. Yeah, and I'm not joking around. I would wear like protection tonight if I'm in. If I'm going to be in the bleachers, uh-huh. I don't know if they'll allow you in with like a Kevlar vest. But I'm not. I, I'm not joking. I, wear a cup. Um, wear some sort of a cap. And I would take. I would. I'm. I've always been like, even when I was a kid, I'm like, why would I take a glove to a game? That sounds stupid. I'm not going to take a glove to a baseball game. It, certainly as an adult, I never would. But now for something like this, absolutely, I'm going to go with a glove to catch this ball, and I'm going to have protection on me as well. I want to wear like body armor if I, if I could. Okay. The Yankees tweeted this out. 
Gregorius, 2017. Congrats, rookie, but call me when you hit 60. He said that to him when he hit his first home run. That's amazing. And they tweeted that out. Good job, Dustin. Mm. That's awesome. So it's on. Uh, yep. This is great. Between this and the Pujols. And Do you think Pujols does races? it? Uh, he needs two more. Yeah. They're up by eight and a half games over the Brewers in that division. Yeah, we got less than two weeks, though. He's got to play every single day. You have to. I mean, it's over now. It's an eight and a half game lead. He's got to be in there every day. He was two for, two for three last night yeah. with a walk. Yeah. Uh, he has to be. In fact, you know what? Do what the Yankees have done. Start batting Pujols leadoff. <laughs> Why not? And honestly, get him more uh-huh. at-bats if you can. Yeah. If he can get up there four or five times a game, you, you need to get this. He's already said it over and over and over again. I'm not coming back. He's got to go down to 700. And you can bet on this stuff. And I have. That's why we need this to happen. That's right. Right. It was plus 550 the last check uh, for him not to do it. And the other thing is, if it's a diehard Yankee fan, is he just, does he play nice? Does he say, I'll take season tickets behind home plate? I'll, uh, you can't do that. No, of course not. That's my pro tip of the day. Don't do that. (laughs) You you, you need to hang on to that ball and get as much as you possibly can. It's it's a lottery ticket. That baseball, number 62, is the definition of a lottery ticket. Yes. Okay, so that's not, uh, come on, you, you got you to gotta get five, ten million for it if you can. I mean, Ruth couldn't even do it. Come on. You can't be Mr. Nice Guy. Here, Mr. No. Judge, here Life you go, here's your money. ball back. Right. No, come on. That's what the kid did with McGuire. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I, yeah, he did. It was his ball. I found it. Yeah. Oh, God. Good job. You regret that one at all? Uh, by the way, good tweet here on, uh, thanks to Chris for tweeting this. We're, we're talking like a lot of awards now and stuff like this. How about one more thing on Stetson Bennett? He leads the SEC in completion percentage, 74%. Quarterback rating, 92.9. Yards per attempt, 10.8. Zero INTs. 952 passing yards, second in the SEC. And as Chris of St. Bart's pointed out, he has not played to the end of the third quarter yet. Oh, God. And he was 200-1 over the summer. (laughs) Our producer, Dustin, has 100-1 to win the Heisman. Got a shot. Absolutely. Of course he's in the mix to win this thing Oh, yes. They are going to maul teams every single week in... Mm -hmm. I wonder if that'll come back to haunt him by not playing in so many fourth quarters this year. That will, uh, but also, boss, yeah, will, uh, Williams is going to lose a game. I don't think USC runs it. No, neither do That's I. That defense one. is too but shaky. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, but still, you look at it now. Uh, you could, I could see uh, eleven and one, tw- ten and two though. Uh, uh, eleven and one USC if they're high flying, scoring a lot of points. They might depends who the losses to. If it's, but they have to go to Utah. Yep. Time now for the uh, pro tip of the hour, every hour, and available for subscribers at vsin.com. Kyler Murray. 17 and 8 ATS as an underdog, and uh, Arizona's plus three and a half at home versus the Rams this week. Cardinals taking some money, by the way. That was sitting at four, now down to three and a half. And so he's been great in this spot. Also, the Cardinals, I mean, look, I mean, they should have lost yeah. and not covered last week. Oh, yeah. But he did, and they won it outright. They have been great on the road going back to last year. Pass in your seatbelts. Nine home dogs, week three, and week four, as we did the look ahead lines earlier, 12 games. Within three and a half points. (laughs) That was the pro tip of the hour. We do one every single hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every single day. And they're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Uh, Loaded program tomorrow for three hours as we start at 7 o'clock Eastern time with a rather big Thursday night game. Yet again, we'll have player props. Um, Nigel Seeley is going to be on the show. Brad Powers on college football. Mike Pritchard. Paul Charchian on the show tomorrow as well. If you missed any of it today, you can go back and listen to the Follow the Money podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good luck tonight.
Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more from B-Semical. Get more from B-Semical. Get more from B-Semical. Get more. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.